Hello, and welcome back to Oaktown Boys, Season 3, Episode 1. It is exciting to be back. It is crazy that it's been almost, what, six months? Five months? A long off-season, as time. always. Long but time. also, not that long. Here we not are. Not that long, and pretty exciting in a lot of ways, honestly. Um, before we get to anything else, just kind of wanted to clue everybody in. We are in the process of linking up with a bigger sports network called Fans First Sports Network. Um, we are still kind of getting some details figured out. Um, don't know exactly if it's going to change a whole lot about what these episodes sound like or what we do um, weekly here. Um, but really, it uh, seems like a very exciting opportunity. And we're really looking forward to uh, linking up with them and seeing what we can bring them and maybe what they can help us with. Um, so we will have more information about that going forward but for now we are very excited about it and that is fans for a sports network check them out there's a bunch of other feeds too um they're trying to get every they're trying to get content every day for every team and i know that's exciting for people and it's exciting for us so we wanted to get that out of there off tops and um that's what we're going to be doing going forward so maybe if you see some different maybe like logo stuff or whatever that's probably what that's associated with um and yeah as as things become more apparent we will let you know what the details about that are but uh, it's exciting for us. We are super, super stoked. Um, and we're excited that it's baseball season again. It's all good stuff. Expect bitter, bigger and better things coming your way. More A's content, more frequent content, and your boys are moving up in the world. We're trying to, at least. We're trying to. We're, there, we're getting a little bit of an opportunity, so we're going to do our best to take advantage of it. And you guys get to watch or listen, I suppose. Um, but anyway, that's enough of that. Um, on to baseball. Um, so we've got... Spring has sprung, Corey. That's right. We've got have one more game. I believe so, yeah. Today. One more, one more game against the Giants. We're recording today on Monday the 27th, playing the Giants tonight. Your A's went 10-17 and 17 in spring training, which means absolutely nothing. Totally. But as, you know, as far as history has taught us, if you win spring training, you're never going to win the real season. So you might as well lose. They are inversely, they're inversely proportionate. <laughs> might for as sure. well. Success in spring training almost always correlates to lack of success during the regular season. Might so, as well get the losses out of the way, get whatever you're working on over with, and move on to the real thing. And now we got them right where we want them. They think we stink. That's right. Um, and who is it? Ross Stripling pitching for the Giants? I don't know if I even knew that Ross Stripling was on the Giants. Chicken Strip. <laughs> we got with James Cap. James, James Cap. James Cap is looking mighty fine. Absolutely, something definitely to hang your hat on from spring. He may very well be our ace of the rotation. So and I we'll mean, see it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time that someone had you know taken an opportunity to rise to prominence when there's seemingly not that many other good pitchers on the team. Um, so I'm feeling good about James Caprillion. Honestly, it's you know he he has mostly been good when he's been healthy for the last few years. You know, so. Give, give us 33 starts, and I think the numbers will probably look pretty good. There were a lot of fun storylines this spring. Um, I think many A's fans would say this team is looking better than the team did last year at this time. There's more to be excited about. There's uh, more exciting prospects on the verge of breaking with the team. We had uh, we were able to watch people like Lawrence Butler and Tyler Soderstrom and Zach Geloff, to name just a few. Yeah. And they looked really good. Denzel Clark. 
Yeah, um, it seems like I remember I watched uh, I watched an interview with Ed Sprague. Listened to an interview with Ed Sprague, I guess, and uh, he was very excited about the place that the farm system was in. And I mean, he's the you know he's one of the farm system guys, and it's it's pretty true. You know, you look there's a lot of guys. Our top thirty our top thirty list looks a lot more rosy than it has in years past. So um, I think we've been drafting well. I think we I think they made some good buy low moves on guys that are have going to have opportunities now and may be pretty good, you know? Um, so I think it's one of those, one of those times where, you know, there's turnover turnover has kind of been the, um, the only constant for the past, you know, however long. And, uh, the exciting part about turnover is that when you turn it over at some point, you do kind of get to reap what you sowed a little bit. And this seems like one of the, maybe, maybe next season, who knows? Maybe not quite this season, but also maybe this season. You know, looking at some of these guys, maybe this is this is going to be an opportunity, and some of them look like they could be good. So um, we'll they, see. They could surprise a lot of people. They could be there sneaky. Was, instead of just grasping at straws, it seems like there's almost a little too much to work with. Like we're trying to figure out what what's JJ Blade gonna do. Like is he he's not probably gonna make the roster. There's there's a lot of exciting people that are not even going to be on the big league roster, and you know I just I can't wait till we get to see them playing at the the big league level. And that's not that's definitely not a problem we had last year. It's not we a did problem not we have, had last year. We did not have too many major leaguers last year. No, so um, it's looking up. It's looking yeah, up. definitely. It so, looks like this team would beat the team last year. I think. <laughs> so I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So some of our favorite moments of spring, um, I, Shintaro Fujinami, he was electric at moments he was very wild uh, a lot as well but uh i'm hoping that you know a big league pitching staff will be able to right some of those wrongs and his stats overall looked pretty good he finished the spring training with three wins uh zero losses uh a whip at 1.2 he had 17 strikeouts we don't need to look at the 14 walks, but um, that's all in 16 and two-thirds innings, and that was just four games started, so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the season, how much he'll pitch. Seems like he's roughly at a 90-pitch limit, so he's pretty much ready to go. Yeah, um, it seems like it. I think a lot of us were a little surprised he did not get the opening day nod against Shohei Otani. Um, cool. Was given to Kyle Muller instead, which is in a lot of ways, equally exciting for us A's fans. Uh, but Shintaro gets the nod on Saturday, so he doesn't have to wait long. Definitely and would have been cool to see him versus Otani. It on would day have been one. very cool. Um, but, and you know, I think what I, I mean, yeah, the 14 walks isn't great. But for me, you know, and maybe not even silver lining, maybe just straight up good news, he walked 14 people in 16 innings and his whip was 1.2. Yep. You know, like if he can throw strikes, I mean, the stuff is nasty. Worth you mentioning know, like, that his last start, he went six innings and gave up zero hits. Yeah. <laughs> he did give up two earned runs because of four walks and I think it was three wild pitches. But, uh, yeah, you know, if you don't give up hits, it'll play. Yeah, You'll totally. find We'll find a place for you. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's one of the <laughs> – what's one of the nice things about the Coliseum. There are a lot – there are extra outs to be found, you know. So, um We'll see. We'll see. He's definitely the stuff is good, and he's a professional baseball player. You know, I mean, he's been playing professionally, so it's there's not you don't have so many of the concerns about like adjustment so much as you would with like you know a guy, twenty one year old guy that you were just given a shot to because he had a really good spring. You know, um, so I'm feeling pretty confident about him. I think he's going to be wild, but um, 
that's okay. You know, it, it works sometimes. So, um, and hopefully Emu can work out the kinks on him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've helped people before that have seemed a little bit more hopeless in areas. Um, and my, my moment of the spring was the Kevin Smith hitting a walk off grand slam. Um, very cool. It was amazing. It was so, it was, it was super fun. It was, they were down, they were down big. They were down eight to one going into the eighth entering the bottom of the eighth and they were down 11 to five entering the bottom of the ninth to the rangers so they uh you know bottom of the eighth they made it eight five made it a little bit more interesting gave up three runs in the top of the ninth kind of figured the game was over then they started kind of getting some people on in the bottom of the ninth and wouldn't you know it kevin smith comes up with the bases juiced and hits a laser to left and uh you know i mean obviously it's spring training it's one of the 10 spring training games we won but it was uh kevin smith is one of the is one of the guys I was talking about earlier where I mean he's gonna if he plays well nobody's gonna take out bats from him you know so he could if he starts hot and he you know plays well we may be looking at a pretty solid season from Kevin Smith because when he gets when he's hitting well he hits the ball well you know I mean he is he looks very and he looks like a kind of a different guy at the plate this year you know I mean he obviously spring training you're not regular season but he looked he has looked more comfortable over this stretch of whatever 18 20 games than he did at any point last year and we so. shouldn't forget that he finished September like with 11 home runs or something I guess month. that is like true he was, huh? he was hot he did hot. get hot at the end of the year so it looks like it's a little hard to parse through the spring training stats. There's so many people and so many people that had like two at bats and stuff. But it looks like he led the team in hits with 17, two home runs, three doubles, five walks, 15 strikeouts. But he had a 405 average, 479 on base. He was definitely hitting line drives all over the yard. We already know he can play defense. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah, if his bat will play, then all of a sudden we have again like a little bit of a. A roster crunch, and this is just not something we had to deal with last year. So, no. too many good players is the best possible problem you could have. It is a very good problem. Um, but yeah, so that was exciting. I mean, you know, I think even even if it isn't a great year, it seems like a group of guys that have more exciting moments in them than the guys did last year. So even if it's not a good year, which I'm, we'll talk about, we'll get to, but I'm not even 100 percent convinced that that's going to be true. But it'll be more exciting. You know. I, I have the spring training stats just sorted by number of hits right now, and that actually seems like a pretty good way to look at this. Estre Ruiz, number two, with 14 hits. He had a great spring. He hit 318 with a 415 on base. He stole six bags. He had 14 RBI. Um, that's exactly what we want to see from that guy. Christian Pache actually had a pretty good spring. Thank Christian Pache. Thank the good Lord, because, yeah. boy, were we all worried about that. He managed to hit over 300. Managed to get on base at a 348 clip. He didn't hit any home runs, but we don't really need that from him. He plays amazing defense. But between him and Ruiz and Loriano, is the ball ever going to fall out there? It's it's it is an electric amount of speed. It could be one of the most fun defensive outfields in the entire MLB. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, Ruiz is Ruiz. He's he's got tools. He's a very toolsy guy and uh we need that you know i mean that that's that's we are we were we were short on that so he is uh and speed you know with the pitch clock changing with with the with the pitch clock being implemented base running base stealing is going to be 
a much bigger part of the game than I think we have seen in a very long time. And we're talking about a dude who stole 85 bags in the minors. Like, this is not just some dude who woke up and stole six bags in spring training. If he gets an opportunity, he's going to be stealing. If he gets on base at any sort of respectable clip, he's probably going to have 50 steals. They stole a lot of bases. Tyler Wade, Connor Capel, they each stole five. Yeah, we'll get to talk about that. Nick Allen stole four. Uh, They were definitely running a lot more than we have seen. Which I think they're probably going to need to throughout the year yeah they're you know? they're gonna have to be a little scrappy they're gonna have to you know dig deep and make something happen well, and a little I think bit just more than other teams more if if successful it's gonna need to be a little bit more small ball than we have played in the past with successful teams but that doesn't mean it doesn't work it just you know it would be something different which would it's kind of exciting you know i mean as much as i love home runs we there have been stretches of time even with successful teams recently where if no one's hitting a home run you kind of look really bad um so it would be nice to have a few different ways to put pressures on other put put pressure on the other team and uh you know getting extra bags is one big way to do that so before we move on we're going to start talking about the regular season here in a moment but i think we would be remiss not to mention lawrence butler um he had just an amazing spring training there was a couple weeks where he was just must watch baseball the dude was getting a hit every time he came to bat practically he ended the spring at 478 556 on base 1426 ops he struck out four times he walked four times he stole two bases never got caught 10 rbi one home run one triple four doubles i mean the dude was just amazing and he would make all these amazing plays in the outfield yeah the, uh, uh, if there's the... one guy i wish we could just rush up to the big leagues right now it's him because i agree he was so fun to watch. Yeah, I want to watch him play every day. The one point four OPS is uh, nice. It's, uh, <laughs> Unst- I mean, obviously unsustainable, but man, and Denzel Clark, man, Denzel Clark had a great spring. Denzel Clark was not far behind with a one three eight one OPS, and then after that, the next best is Kevin Smith, who we already mentioned, and yeah. you, you heard how hot he was. So, yeah. all three of those dudes would be really fun to see on the big league club, probably. None of them are making the opening day roster. No. We actually we were just going through what we who we thought would make it, and we didn't even talk about Kevin Smith much. But there's no. just not really a spot for him right now. I mean, we'll see. I he. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But and I it, think maybe but, maybe it's time. Um, let's move on to that. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. So who do we th- number one final cuts? Who do we think? I mean, and I think I agree with you. I I think Kevin Smith probably. Is one of those final cuts just isn't gonna is isn't Kate has an o- has options yeah he's you got know? options and that's that's for I think more for this team than maybe any other team I could think of in recent history that's what it's coming down to for a lot of these things totally you know I mean it's not one guy I I don't even know if in some of these situations they prefer the guy that they're going to keep over the guy that they're going to send down but we just can't lose some of these guys that don't have options left it, yeah, right it just now makes you the know? most sense to to go with the guy that doesn't have any options for instance christian pache uh, luckily he had a great spring it didn't really have to come into play as much as it might have but we think he's making it over for instance brent rooker we think connor capel is making it he's got a couple options left but he He's played well. Every he time has. he's been out on the field, he's played well. So, yeah, the roster crunch really comes down to probably Capel versus Rooker at the moment. Yeah. Is there another name we had I thought mean, about? I mean, we want J.J. to play it. We want J.J. J. J. to be in there, but I don't think he's really in the conversation right now. Um, I just don't think he's played as well as the other guys have. Um, but we'll see about him. I don't know. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Um, 
because I am uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about some of these moves. This was this offseason more than any other offseason I could think of in recent memory. They made a lot of kind of under the radar moves that I'm pretty excited about. Right. Even if they don't pan out, I'm excited that they made the moves. You know, I'm excited that they tried. Um, because you know, it's just like we said, you got to get, you got to get guys with pedigrees matter. They don't, they're not everything, but they matter. And we picked up some guys with some pretty good pedigrees. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Capel makes it, it would be very surprising with how he's played. If Capel didn't make it, it's real solid out there. He's got a great approach, plays hard, steals bases. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you can't, I mean, who are you going to send down to keep? Kevin Smith, you know, I mean, not Aledmus Diaz, no, no, Tony Kemp, no. Kotze already came out and said Aledmus and uh, Nick Allen will probably platoon at short, yeah. so that really helped clarify that. So it looks like Fangraphs probably has the opening day roster about right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just go down the starting lineup, what we think it would probably be. So it looks like Tony Kemp, second base, Aledmus Diaz, shortstop, Seth Brown in left. I nope. think probably left. I don't know because they the Ruse is in this lineup too, right? So I mean, I don't know. I, Seth Brown outfield. <laughs> Seth Brown in the outfield because I think I don't know. I Loriano's got to be in right, right? Yep, Loriano's so probably be in Seth right. Brown in left and then Ruse in center. I guess it really comes down to. I mean, I guess they're probably going to platoon. I'm not sure if Aguilar's going to be in the opening day lineup. It might be Noda since we're we're playing Shohei. Might, That's true. Might, might want the lefty on the righty. That's true. So perhaps Ryan Noda at first. Aguilar, either DHing or on the bench. Ramon in right. Jace Peterson at third. Jace Peterson looks great. We haven't talked much about him, but he's a very exciting fixture here. Shea Langlier's behind the dish, and then yeah, DH spot. Maybe it's either Aguilar, maybe Capel. May I mean, could be Seth Brown. There's a variety of options there. Or you know, I mean, maybe yeah. There's especially, I mean, yeah, Pache's probably not starting. Yeah, that's probably you're probably. That's, I mean, I think those are probably our options. Estuary Ruiz in center. Yep. Which I think is a that's that's a good that's as good a lineup as we can run out there at this point. I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're facing Shohei, which isn't ideal, but that's uh, you know, I like it. I like it. Seth Brown's versatility makes it a little difficult to predict the lineup. Is he going to be in the outfield? Is he going to DH? Is he going to play first? Yeah. He's probably our best first baseman. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not really sure how Ryan Noda plays that defense. But I'm not, and I don't. I think Jesus Aguilar is pretty sure he's a subpar defender. Being if a I had great to defender guess. behind him. Um, so that's, but I'm okay with that. You know, that's better than our. I think it's better than our opening day lineup last year. Yeah. You know, we have um, definitely a few above average hitters in the lineup. Between we got Diaz and Peterson, uh, Ruiz could be a menace mm-hmm. out there. I mean, what if Loriano actually bounces back and has a decent year? We all think Shea Langliers could have a big year. Yeah, I'm ready. Who knows? I'm ready for what, I'm maybe, ready to see 130 games of Shea Langliers. Maybe sure. Seth Brown and Jesus Aguilar can each hit 30 home runs this year. It's It'd there's a lot of question marks. And and there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of you potential. Know, I mean, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of unknowns. This could easily be a dumpster fire. We know that. But Yes. It's not a for sure thing. It could also be great. It could be great. And it, we have seen it be great before. We have seen this formula work before. And also, like, what? Are we going to sit here and talk for three weeks about it's going to be a dump? Like, we're not going to sit here and talk about all year how it's going to be a dumpster fire until we know it's going to be a dumpster exactly. fire. You know, like, at this point, I think they're going to be good. It because me... I, it's not that hard to convince myself that they could win 85 games. It gives me strong 2012 vibes. I mean, that team basically had nothing going for them. We had 
Kila Kiahue playing first base to open the season. This looks better than that. Yeah, I mean Brandon Inge. Brandon Inge was carrying a lot of weight on that team. You know, I mean, yeah. who's and what's the big? What's the difference between Brandon Inge and Jace Peterson? Uh, Jace Peterson's better. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, it's cool. I'm I'm stoked. I am uh, I am a hundred percent feeling better than I was in this moment last year. Last year, I've I've almost blacked it out a little bit. I can't even recall how I felt. I know I didn't feel very. Maybe we should go back and listen to episode one of last year and see what we said. But (laughs) I'm honestly, I'm sure the uh, there was. I'm sure the words are very similar. I'm sure we're. I'm sure we're singing the tune. There was probably some optimism, but I I can tell you now that we're far away removed from it. My heart wasn't in it. I didn't. I didn't 100 percent believe that they were going to make the playoffs. No, and I don't know if I 100 percent believe they're going to make the playoffs right now no. but i believe they're better i, I believe think, they're closer think they're closer to 80 wins than 60 yes uh, moving on to the bench uh, another one of the roster question marks i guess is backup catcher uh manny pina is down with a wrist injury would have been really cool for him to break camp without that injury but um it leaves the question is it going to be kyle mccann carlos perez I, I guess there's a long shot for tyler soderstrom which would be awesome but we're thinking maybe Kyle McCann at this point. He's Probably. A, he's an A's product. He hit 20 dingers in the minor leagues last year. Uh, they seem to like him. So we'll see how that goes. Perhaps he'll break camp, and that would be fun for him. Um, we've already discussed Ryan Noda. If he's not in the starting lineup, he's almost certainly going to be on the team. He's our Rule 5 pick. If we, don't, if we don't keep him, then he's going back to the Dodgers. And he just seems like a very strong offensive player in terms of plate discipline and pitch recognition getting on base he can also hit dingers you know i mean he's not he's not matt olson because no one's matt olson but he's he's rule five matt olson he's you know like he looks like he could be very solid he could have a very mark canna-esque rise yeah that's which would be great we we need that nick allen uh again he's going to be on the opening day roster maybe not necessarily in the lineup on day one but against lefties he almost certainly will be and then Christian Pache, a, another a righty who will probably play a little bit more against lefties. I'm sure they're going to try and give him every chance to succeed offensively. And I think that's probably true with Allen too. You know, yeah. I mean, I think if uh, I think if Nick Allen, I think if Nick Allen and Diaz both come out hitting well, I think we'll probably see that combination up the middle totally more frequently than we're expecting right now. You well, know? both both Allen and Pache are so good defensively. If they yeah. show any signs of life at the plate, I'm. They'll probably be finding themselves in the lineup a lot more than not. And Diaz, I think Diaz is going to hit, and he's pretty good at defense. But, you know, I mean, he can play second and third. You know, so, I mean, yep. I think you – there is a uh, – there's a mix and match aspect to this team that's nice. Every Seemingly everyone can play multiple positions. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Peterson can play second, could play third. True. We've got Seth Brown. We and know he could – I mean, Peterson everybody. could probably play short if we needed him to. Not if that necessary. we do, but he, probably, I bet he could. It's not the ideal solution, but – it's possible. Um, and moving on, the starting rotation. Kyle Muller. <laughs> Kyle Muller's got the opening day start. Not sure any of us saw that one coming. No. Uh, Shintaro Fujinami, the, the signing of the offseason, probably, mm-hmm. is going to be going on day two on Saturday. Then it's who knows how the order is going to be, but it's probably going to be James Cap, Ken Waldachuk, and we think Adam Oler. Yeah. Uh, J.P. Sears was not too impressive, while Oler had some very good stretches during spring training and just has always shown great stuff, but never the great ability to locate. 
Um, but he was looking better than he has in this spring. So that's probably our, our five, and we'll have maybe JP Sears ready to hop in there if necessary. Um, and, I mean, people... Sears did look – Sears looked good last year. Last year we Sears seems him. like one of those guys where he's he benefits greatly from the extra foul ground. In Absolutely. Oakland, you know? Absolutely. Um, but uh, he's pitching in Oakland, so that's – you know, I, works out well for him. A <laughs> couple dudes that probably would be in the rotation if not for injury would be Paul Blackburn and Drew Rusinski. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they come back, could easily push Waldachuk and Oler out of the rotation. I'm um, so interested not, to see Rusinski. We think Rusinski could have a pretty big year. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how Blackburn bounces back too, because supposedly he was pitching injured the entire second half last year, and he was amazing the first half. He was fantastic. He was yeah, the and, he, and he got shelled the second half. And he so, was terrible the second yeah. half. Um, Freddie Tarnock will also be on the injured list, and boy, did he look good in spring. He I, did. I'm very excited for that guy to to be healthy and yeah. maybe he can um, work his way into the rotation or at least be a nice bullpen piece totally the bullpen is not too shabby looking we last year was pretty much all Jimenez Jackson and Mole a little bit of Acevedo and beyond that it was total yeah, it's a crap disaster. it's a disaster um, but the ace signed Trevor May a very well respected reliever uh, just the other day they <laughs> signed Jerry's Familia who Probably hasn't been too great for a couple of years now, but you never know. He was he was pretty darn good just a few years ago. I mean, and the, you know, like uh, the his the projections look. I mean, he wasn't. He, he'll be okay. I think he'll be fine. He'll be better than some of the dudes we threw out there last year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, he's. Uh, and if he's not, move on from him. You know, I mean, I think that's not. You know, if we need to waive him because he's not pitching well, that's fine. It'll be an interesting year for Acevedo. He's got no options left, and he went up and down a whole lot of times last year. Um, Some people project him to be our closer, which I'm not so sure I like that. I would think Trevor May will likely get – well, him and Danny Jimenez. I mean, if Danny Jimenez – Danny Jimenez – I think Danny Jimenez did enough for me last year to deserve the job if we wouldn't have signed Trevor May. Trevor May muddies the waters a little bit. But Danny agree. Jimenez was was solid. Yep, he had some he had some meltdowns for sure. There was a moment where we thought he might be in competition for Rookie of the Year last year, and then he got injured, unfortunately. Yeah. But he was good. And they made a trade for Chad Smith, who I admittedly don't know much about, but the A's seem to see something in him they like. He's he's not, you know, he's been in the big leagues a little bit, so he's got some experience to bring to the squad. Yeah, I mean um, the K rates are pretty good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. They are good. Um, K to walk rate's good. So, I you know, and it's just another, just like I mean, it's coming up a lot, but you know, they're just guys with, with pedigrees, and we're gonna give a good amount of them a chance. So, you'd think that some you got to hit on some of them if you're giving a bunch of people a chance. Pretty know? much, pretty much everyone in that bullpen has about one or fewer years of MLB service time, aside from May and Familia. So it's pretty pretty big crop of young dudes it's really impossible to say how good they'll be i think zach jackson was good last year and i think danny jimenez was good last year sam and mall was also very sam, good against true. lefties I keep at time. Sam um I, I i have conflated sam mall and kirby sneed in my head for some reason and i really need to separate those two things um, uh, we yeah but we're not super disappointed that kirby sneed is currently on the 60 day il it means we don't have to watch him pitch yet i'm I'm ready for Kirby Snead to be good. It would be awesome. I'm not expecting Kirby Snead to be good. Maybe he just needs to cut his hair. And we say Maybe. that as two 
long-haired fellows. I am, we but, but I mean, it worked. It's worked out for me, and it seemingly hasn't worked out. We for We respect him, the so. flow, but man, he's <laughs> got to change something. Um, and it's usually hard to complain about the lettuce, but you know, we tried to fix everything else with him, fan-wise. So maybe it is a hair. And that's the squad. Um, definitely look out for names like Soderstrom, Vlade, Jordan Diaz, Dermis Garcia. Man, I, I we haven't talked about Jonah Bride. Yeah, I, I guess mean, he's, Jonah Bride and Dermis Garcia are if we have a this is it's the type of year where if we end up having a good year those are the type of names at the end of the year where we're going to be like we would be we would have been dead without that dude true yeah you know? they are great depth for right now i mean jonah bride was playing as took us off last year in the minors and then definitely hit a wall coming up to the big league squad but that's to be expected zach geloff um tyler wade tyler wade could be a fun name to see play a little bit Kevin Smith, as we mentioned, uh, could have a huge impact on the team if he continues to hit the way he did in spring training. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, perhaps Brent Rooker will show his face. Blade, not so sure if Cody Thomas will have much of an impact, but that I think that kind of rounds it out. There's yeah. a few more names in the pitching realm that might show up at some time, like Adrian Martinez. He looked really solid at times last year. He seems to have a pretty nasty changeup. Mm-hmm. Um Dalton Jeffries, if he can come back from injury, he had some good starts for us last year. Yeah, I mean, and there are a couple people, Don Jeffries, Luis Medina, that you you know we need to keep your eye on whatever level that they're at because they could get run up the run up the ladder pretty fast if things are going well, you know, and if we need them. So I think there are a lot of these dudes. Kind of, we have a lot of people in the hanging in the wings, you know, and. Uh, I I know that we have I know that we've there's probably more people that are worth talking about that we haven't even talked about. Um, we still have Diolis Guerra on the roster, but I think he's injured. He was pretty solid at times. He was. So that's. I, mean, the I squad. think it's also it's interesting because it's almost in a lot of ways you want to just kind of like throw out last year because they were so bad, but you do have to keep an eye on some of this stuff. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting coming off such a gnarly year you know because it's like you feel like you're just like reset you feel like you're starting from scratch a little bit almost you know if so if you had to pick one dude who we named to not make the opening day roster to come up and make a huge impact on the team who would it be for you i think god that's a good question um maybe jonah bride i'm gonna say either I'm going to say either Jordan Bride or I mean Kevin Smith Kevin Smith feels like an easy answer. Does feel like an easy answer. Um what the heck? Jeremy Ironman. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> um all right. I'm not sure I know much of anything about Jeremy Ironman. 26 and a half years old. Probably going to be in AAA. Middle infielder. I think he's fast. I'm not he's sure. Fast. Um, I guess my answer, besides the obvious of Kevin Smith, maybe Jonah Bride, I think I'm going to go Jordan Diaz. Everyone seems to say he's like the greatest pure hitter we have in our minor league system. I we was have not really seen it come to life yet. He did get a cup of coffee last year. Did okay from what I remember. He didn't look, you know purely outmatched or anything but yeah that's who i'll go with it'd be really fun to see him come up and just mash and make a name for himself 
Yeah, I mean, I, his man, his his stuff in the minors. He's and they're being fairly aggressive with him. Also, they are. They're fast tracking um, him, and he's he's almost put up the exact same lines at every stop. Um, so, you know, I mean, I WRC WRC plus of over 120 his last three minor league seasons. Not I'll bad. take that. You know, that's what that's what you're looking for. Even if you, even if you want to go like 115 in the majors, that's fine. You know, you don't have to do you don't have to do 120 every year. You know, it sounds exhausting. We'll take 115 from Jordan Diaz. Um, Jordan Diaz might be a better pick than Jeremy Ironman, but we will we will see. <laughs> um, so I mean, I think overall, yeah, I mean, if it, it would be kind of crazy to go back and listen to this episode last year because I'm sure it was a little bit more desperate. You know, I'm sure we were trying, but <laughs> I'm sure it was a little bit more desperate because some of these aren't some of these things aren't aren't stretches. They're they're at least not huge stretches. You know, I mean, it's a lot of I will admit. For some of these guys, it's a little bit too much of he just needs to do what he did at AAA for me to be 100% comfortable because, you know, like I realize that that's kind of a big ask, but it is, you know, I mean, it's not unreasonable to expect a guy to do what he's done at some level of professional baseball, you know? Um, not at all. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, What about the... Uh, the WBC happened and was extremely cool. Totally. We had a very good time with that whole thing, as I think many, many, many other people did. It was uh, quite a celebration of baseball, honestly. One of the cooler baseball-related things that's happened in a while. It was really awesome to see how much the players enjoyed themselves. Yeah. they, Many of them went out and said, this is the most fun I've ever had playing baseball, yeah. which is shocking at some level but you know they're probably under so much pressure to perform in the mlb like finally they can just play yeah and like no real pressure if they lose they lose if they win though like that's a great thing it's a great it thing is. for their country especially like the countries that aren't prominent in the baseball world i mean i'm sure it was like amazing for team australia to really get some mojo going and team israel same thing team israel was kind of electric um and i think it's also a nice reminder that we we get a little bit America centric when we talk about sports sometimes, you know, because um, I mean, there were a lot of American media pundits that were acting like the WBC didn't matter. And it's just like, OK, you're obviously not watching like it. It matters to some of these people more than they could probably even explain. You know, I mean, this was like it was a terrible, but it, I mean, seeing Edwin Diaz go down. He was bummed, obviously, because he was hurt. But I think there was a lot of a lot of that upsetness was that he didn't get to play the rest of the tournament. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, long term, he blew out his knee, and that sucks. And that sucks for him as a Met, and that sucks for Mets fans. But in the moment, it seemed like they were crushed because he couldn't continue to play in the tournament. Which I just feel like it was it was a little bit eye opening to me, and I feel like I've I've appreciated it as much as I. I thought I did, but watching it, I mean, baseball is everything to some of these countries. The the backlash for that injury especially was a little absurd. I mean, he literally got hurt jumping up and down in celebration. He could have suffered the same injury playing a pickup basketball game with his family or who knows. Like, it, it just happened. It was a total freak thing. Totally. Uh, Jose Altuve got his thumb broken. That could have happened in a spring training game. Just yeah. got hit by a pitch. I mean, so, so many dudes... Reese Hoskins got hurt in spring training. Yeah, it, it was happens. it was interesting how, how you know, it, Edwin Diaz blows out his knee playing baseball. 
but it's a huge deal because he was playing in the WBC. Reese Hoskins blows out his knee playing baseball in a game that he didn't need to be playing in. A, a much, technically, much less important like, game. Than Reese the Hoskins, WBC. Reese Hoskins, for her tore his ACL with five games left in spring training, and yeah. I, you know, I just, I, it was also I realized, and I feel like we've maybe talked about this on here before. Like we're obviously huge A's fans. That's why we're doing this. But I think overarchingly, I'm a bigger baseball fan. And it was you know? awesome to see so many people excited about baseball. And it was a baseball thing. It we, was a worldwide. I mean, it was it's called the WVC. It's a, it was a worldwide baseball tournament. We got to. And for baseball fans, it doesn't get any cooler than that. No. Yep. You know, like, I mean, there were, I mean, I, you know, there were some, there were some players that we already like that we love now after watching them in the WBC. You know, yeah. I mean, there were some bar. There were some amazing performances. Roki Sasaki at Randy Rosarena. Randy, Randy was... Randy might have... Randy, it was either Randy or Shohei for oh me for star their, of the tournament. Their stock went sky high in that tournament. Uh, there were all the stats about, like, Shohei gained 7 million Instagram followers or something. Yeah. Uh, over half of Japan tuned into those games. Yeah, and like the final, the, the USA final, it was some ridiculous number, like 94.6% of Japanese households were tuned into the game. And how cool is that? I mean, and when when has America even gotten on the same page about anything like that? No. You never. know, like, I, I don't know if there's anything, any sports-related thing that 95% of America would watch. You know, yeah. so I uh, Mets fans. Sorry about Edwin Diaz, but everything else was really cool. For for us, on a personal note, our our neighbor came over and watched the game with us. The Japan versus USA championship game. Total, a really fun story about facing Roy Halladay when he was in high school. Absolutely. Now, how cool is that? You just yeah. it's just so fun to bond over baseball with people who you don't always get to do it with, and I feel like that's what this tournament was all about. Well, and also, I mean, I it came down to. Otani versus Trout in the ninth Before inning, everything with in a run-run game, and I mean it's it was amazing. It it's it's like it's almost it was surreal. There were like moments where you're watching, you're like, I can't believe how electric this is. Like I can't believe how cool this is. I can't believe we don't do this every year. <laughs> you know, dude, Trout was so outmatched, it was crazy. And yeah. I I saw somebody say like, it was he's he's swung and missed at three pitches in that bat like. A handful of times in his career ever yeah and he couldn't catch up to that yeah. fastball and they were talking to Shohei after the game and he was like i was tripping like <laughs> i was i was bugging out you know he was like that was that was i think he said something along the lines of like that was the most effort i've ever put into an at-bat as a pitcher he was like that everything was 120 percent, and it was awesome and i mean uh you know not to be too <laughs> not to pile on the angels too much but uh man Crazy that Mike Trout brought Team USA to the finals and Shohei brought Team Japan to the finals and them combined cannot get the Angels to the playoffs. Combined, they cancel each other out somehow. Um, but yeah, so WBC was awesome. My my coolest thing in the WBC, I mean, I coolest thing is just one of, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a true coolest thing, but Roki Sasaki, Roki Sasaki, Roki Sasaki is electric. Absolutely electric. And he's going to be in the majors someday and he's going to be a star. And casual 102 mile an hour fastballs. Unreal. Just unreal. And he's what, 20? 21? I th- yeah, I think he's maybe 21. Um, so, you know, they uh, they they know how to teach him to pitch in Japan. <laughs> Those dudes they know do. what they're doing. <laughs> Shohei was electric the whole tournament. Uh, very fairly won the MVP. Uh, freaking 
Trey Turner was awesome. Oh my gosh, Trey Turner, man. Trey Turner, the, when he, the, I mean, the that Grand Slam he hit was the second shot heard around the world. You know, I mean, That's I've never right. seen, I've never seen Twitter pop off like that about something that wasn't like strictly American sports related. That was a, about an international. I mean, they were. It doesn't even happen like that during the Olympics. You know, I mean, it was crazy. So yeah, good for Trey Turner. Good for, I mean, man, Randy. God. Randy Rose Reina was awesome. He made some fantastic catches. And he just, he just plays. It, he plays. I mean, he's been exciting in the majors because he plays with flair, you know. Yeah. But to see it like in context with a bunch of other people that also play with flair and respond positively to other people playing with flair was amazing. Is amazing. Yes, it was. Uh, also, how cool was it to see Eric Sogard? Awesome. Getting hits. It was. I mean, Eric Sogard is, he's one of my favorite A's ever just because it's such a, such a weird story. He should, you know, like you, you would literally never be able to pick him out as a baseball player on the street, but he's turned it into a solid professional and international career. I I was pretty shocked to see him. I was even more shocked to see Danny Valencia in a lineup for team Israel. I had no idea that guy was even anywhere near the game anymore. Oh, man. Danny Valencia is interesting. I'll never forget when he hit three home runs in one game against the Rays for us. Yep, and then he and... It's very... And then he and Billy Butler. 2017, maybe, 2016. It was a lost season. He and Billy Butler got into an argument. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, um, so... For our last little segment here, we're trying to... We're still trying to work out the kinks of the fantasy face-off thing, but I think for this week, for the beginning... Um, we're just going to pick a pitcher that we think is going to win a game this week and a hitter that we think is going to hit a home run this week. And we will, I think we can probably pretty consistently do that. Yeah. And then we'll work off and of if, it. And if we're both right, then great. If one of us is right and the other's wrong, that's bragging rights for the week. And yep. uh, Dan and I are playing in a fantasy baseball league together. So, you know, it's always uh, fun for us to see who's the better fantasy baller. It is. It is. Um, so for this week, the pitcher that I think is going to win a game is Shane McClanahan. He's starting opening day against the Tigers, and I was looking at the Tigers lineup, and I'm not super, super impressed. So, um, And Shane McClanahan is amazing. And uh, my hitter to hit a home run that I picked is Andrew McCutcheon because he's back with the Pirates, and I think it would be awesome. And I think he's probably going to have a decent year. You know, Andrew McCutcheon's pretty good. I think he's about 37, but he was... He's still pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon hitting his first homer back as a pirate. And he seems pumped to be on the Pirates, yeah. So maybe he'll it'll reignite something. And uh, I'm picking Dylan Cease. His name's Dylan, pick. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> picking Dylan Cease. It's against the Astros, so, you know, may not exactly be a clean and easy W, but the dude's electric. Could have easily won the Cy Young last year. Totally. Hoping he does this year because he's on my squad. And uh, I'm going with Randy Rosarena because he's going to have that carryover effect effect from the amazing WBC he just had. So. That's a great pick. He's got to be feeling so good right now. He's totally going to hit a tater. Yeah. Um, and I think that may be kind of all we have for you this week. It is wonderful to be back. Um, as I said, there's a lot of uh, 
We'll have more updates about the affiliation process um, as we have more information. But for now, know that it is very exciting and it's going to give us an opportunity to do a few more things. Yep. Look out for FFSN on Twitter and any other social media outlets and keep in mind that there's going to be a lot of new content coming. We're going to be working with some some other A's podcasters, putting out a lot of good stuff. So be excited. I uh, hope everyone you know gets gets ready for opening day. Dan and I are talking about maybe getting some wings. Yeah, getting uh, <laughs> totally getting a lot of good snacks, some good drinks. Going to hunker down and just watch as much baseball as humanly possible. Yeah, we're both actually off of everything this week. We have, I don't have school or work and Corey also doesn't have work this week. So uh, we get to focus solely on opening day, on opening day, which I have not been able to do, honestly, in a while. It might get a little crazy for us in a good way. Yeah. We, um, we might do some things. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what we're going to be doing, but we're going to be doing more stuff than we did last year, and we are very excited about it. And, and it's uh, another year of A's baseball. Yeah. Can't wait. Yep. Excited. Um, but that's all we've got. So everybody have a good week, and we will talk to you soon. Go A's. Bye.